0: I'm tired.
2: You're tired.
3: Oh, poor little snowflake.
0: The, the problem is, Dad, is that my body's not as long as yours. And then also, I'm in a more difficult. Like, you've got some more curvature to your desk. <laughs> That's
3: the Ma, problem. It's exactly the same desk. Where have I got more curvature? Oh, it goes around to the side. Yeah, and no, your mine does too. Well. That sounds fine. The, this sound check sounds really really good if the rest of the things as good as this sound check we'll be absolutely laughing so you don't i don't
0: want to do it this week
3: you don't want to do it no. tell me why not Go
0: because I? I just don't feel i'm not feeling it
3: no that, but that may be because you've got nothing you want to say is there anything you want to say really
2: no.
3: right well let's see if we can do no, it i've got lots got, of stuff you've got mm. lots of stuff right let's see if we can do it then
0: hello uh, and welcome
3: Yes, hello and welcome to
0: Episode 28. 28. Wow. Yeah, I think so.
3: I'd like to start off this week, Ruth, with an apology actually oh, correction from on. last week. What well, are you
0: saying sorry for to me?
3: Well, I'm saying not to you, to oh. the to the world basically. Uh, I was saying last week that I thought it was fine that Louis CK was uh, was back. He did a a small gig in New York, didn't he? He did. And I thought that was fine because you you obviously can't be self-excluded forever. Uh, So I thought, fine, he's back. He's in a small gig. He he wasn't charged with anything. However, uh, I read a column by Janice Turner in The Times, and having read the column, I have to agree that maybe uh, coming back and doing a comedy gig straight off... That I was slightly wrong on that.
0: Slightly, to be just slightly. Or oh, fully.
3: Well, yeah, fully wrong actually. Uh, this is the, nice.
0: I like this bit. Can we? This we make this a regular <laughs> a
3: regular feature. That's wrong stuff that, Dad's wrong. Yeah, let's make that a regular feature. But yeah, reading what what she said about him, he does sound as though he maybe needs to be a little more. Um, he needs to apologise a little more. I'm still. In Woody Allen's corner, very much. But uh, But
0: it's because he prefers Woody Allen.
3: No, it's because Woody Allen has been... In a way, he's been in Perda for a while. Uh, He carried on making his movies, but I was quite happy not to go and see quite a lot of them. And he carried on being investigated and people carried on writing articles about him. And I just think... He has an aura of innocence. I don't think that uh, Aww. The stuff that is...
0: He has an aura of innocence. How cute. Yeah,
3: I don't think the stuff he's alleged to have done, no, he's done, to be honest. But I suppose at the end of the day, that's what you do. You choose who you believe.
0: Yeah, kind of, apart from when there's, like, facts.
3: And clearly CK is absolutely did what he's alleged to have done because um, he'd admitted it. Very interesting quote from him. He says, I never showed a woman my without asking first said C- yes said ck C- the consummate gent it says here because a gentleman always asked oh first oh my god it's a shame because he you know he is a good good comedian so uh apologies i was wrong uh, unless you know better going to talk about university challenge ruth because yes. you'll be going to university next year
0: I'm doubtful that i'll be on university challenge well first. i was just going
3: to say if you picked. well if you went and auditioned like in starter for 10 and then you were picked great book great book Um, my friend David Nichols wrote that he's
0: not your actual friend (laughs) he's a
3: Facebook friend if you were picked for the if you went and audition and you were picked for the University Challenge team would you have second thoughts about taking part in it given that the women who do go into um, University Challenge get a lot of yeah
0: scrutiny about their look Loads no, of yeah. about especially that, especially if they're better looking. Mm. And everyone's like, "Oh, what's this girl doing on University Challenge?" Blah 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 blah. Mm. It wouldn't make me think twice though. If I was smart enough to go on University Challenge and I passed the, mm. they do like a quiz in, in the quiz, 10, yeah. But then I wouldn't think twice about going on it.
3: Even though you knew you were probably going to get a lot of... What what was it you said last night? Yeah, I would go on um, University Challenge. Oh, I I just
0: meant, like, I wouldn't (laughs) worry because I've seen the people who go on University Challenge and they're not all lookers. If I was sat next to all the other people, knowing that they're not all lookers and there's some questionable jumpers and knitwear that goes on then i don't think i would mind
3: given it even yeah
0: i'd still go on it of course like if i've got exception to something like that i wouldn't want people to who make stupid comments about what you look like to stop me from going and doing mm, this like would very you want prestigious to do it anyway picture.
3: would you want to, yeah, I'd show- want to
0: do it anyway absolutely <laughs> we talked last week or the week before about kim kardashian's bum Mm. And so I thought, let's bring that back. Oh, let's bring Kim Kardashian. I don't think we've really covered it enough.
3: (laughs) Well, it's very Um, big.
0: The Sun did an article that was saying a rack of the clones. And so if you want Kim Kardashian's bum or Emily Ratajkowski's boobs, do you know who Emily Ratajkowski is? No idea. She's a model um, Mm. who's very big on Instagram and stuff, and she's, like, absolutely gorgeous. And um, scientists... Have hinted that one day you can clone your favourite slabs' body parts and grow them on you. So it's using stem cell science
1: mm, yeah, yeah, and stuff.
0: Uh, so it's going to be really good for growing like kidneys and lungs. But one of the things that they could see happening is it being used for plastic surgery, like for money making. But of
3: course, that's all nonsense. You realise that. Every Every day, as, as somebody who reads the papers... No, I mean, the stem cell day, stuff is...
0: Yes, I know, there true. is stem
3: cell research going on with mice. There was, But this, there is a story everywhere. To week. grow
0: kidneys. They did it in Gray's Anatomy. Mm. Oh, well, they grew
3: kidneys. Did they really? Yeah. Well, that must be true then. But what I'm saying is every day there is a story in the paper about stem cell research. There was one last week, uh, you can turn off nightmares. So it was talking about mice. Some stem cell research have been done on mice which went into the the sort of sleep bit of the brain and could turn off. You can off tell we're out.
0: science people because we're using really good terminology.
3: Precisely, and what it would do, uh, this stem cell research which they tried out on mice, because mice have trouble with nightmares. So, where, the, where the, are
0: they getting all these mice?
3: <laughs> where they, they breed them. They breed them for for research.
0: It's a lot of mice.
3: Yeah. well anyway this the stem cell thing was saying you could actually turn off nightmares and that, that's just one story but there's a story every day you know stem cell research will help us you know they've managed to extend the life of a mouse or a laboratory rat or something by six months that will enable us all to live to 200 these are stories in newspapers most stories about health and about research in newspapers Jeff. are nonsense
0: it's exciting stuff
3: well we, we started with lungs and kidneys but the, uh, the key issue here is Kim Kardashian's butt what she had is known as a Brazilian butt lift did you
0: know that? Um, I knew she'd had a butt lift, but I didn't know it's a Brazilian. It's called
3: a Brazilian butt lift, and according to uh, a top surgeon, more women are opting to have a so-called Brazilian butt lift, uh, driven by a desire to look like celebrities such as Kim Kardashian. Uh, What happens is a syringe is used to remove fat from areas of the body such as the waist and inject it into the buttocks. What a Um, great idea! Yes, well, yes, I want it done to a point it's you don't really to a point it's a great idea however a lot of um, foreign clinics clinics will play down the risks there are risks involved
0: like what
3: people have died people have died from well um, all in the dod- pursuit of a bottom dodgy surgery so yeah but um, if i went
0: to a good one
3: yeah but you wouldn't really like though, would you? you wouldn't be
0: no i wouldn't really
3: no good Now this is an interesting one. This is uh, air conditioning as a feminist issue. Cynthia Nixon, who you'll know Miranda Miranda from (laughs) Sex and the City, yeah, character in Sex and the City,
0: great character in. But I think my favourite out of the four of them. Ah, well,
3: she's uh, she's a politician now. Uh, she's seeking the Democratic... She's a
0: lawyer in Saxon the City.
3: Is she? Well, in real life, she's seeking the Democratic uh, nomination. Her opponent, this is Cynthia Nixon's opponent for the governorship of New York, is Andrew Cuomo. And uh, he likes the temperature to be down pretty low he likes it anyway she what she's asked uh, is for the temperature to in the hall where they're having a debate in a hall and she's asked for the temperature to be a nice balmy 76 fahrenheit as the americans what eight. what
0: is that in celsius does oh,
3: you're asking the expert you're 24
0: right so oh so it's not like hot just like
3: 24 is fairly fairly warmish wait. she's saying that uh, women do like to be warmer she says that uh, it's not just about the temperature in this particular hall but it's an entire system of air conditioning in offices etc and workplaces that creates chauvinistically frigid workplaces a study in 2015 suggests that office thermostats were generally set according to the metabolism of a 40 year old man who weighs 11 stones that sort of average size average age guy and that's how Offices are set at that particular temperature. Yeah. And she's making the point that women generally like the temperature to be warmer than men. The uh, New York Times wrote about this and got loads of support from women who complained of locking their own heaters into the office. Now, Ms. Nixon, who has several male scientists on her side, uh, some guy who's a professor of environmental physiology, says that she's right. He says females need a higher temperature than males, he said. The average female is smaller than the average male, but they generate less heat, and they lose heat a little easier.
0: I'm freezing um, right now.
3: Does that make sense to you, though? Yeah. That, uh, I'm wearing
0: earmuffs <clears> and a hat. Yeah. And um, you're wearing a Hawaiian shirt. You've got a mahita.
3: But uh, do you feel that... No, uh, I
0: do get it. Like Even in like class and stuff, girls are generally colder than the boys and stuff. And, yeah, it's unfair that it's set, but don't you just think there's bigger issues...
3: Yeah. Do you know I what th- I
0: mean? It's just like just on <coughs> a jumper.
3: Uh time we heard our tunes, you you've got Cardi B.
0: Cardi B is from the Bronx in New York and she's very like outspoken and she's a lot about like female empowerment and stuff. But um I went to see like a DJ thing called hot dub time machine and they play songs from the 40s all the way up to 2018 so it's like and it takes you through the music they played a lot of those like doo-wop songs and then songs from the 50s and the 60s and like michael jackson and britney spears and just everything and then it like takes you through time so that's the time machine thing Mm -hmm. and so then the song they picked from 2018 they were like no one thought that cardi b would be so big Mm -hmm. and so I thought we'd play cardi b and she's very outspoken she's had a lot of like drama with people she has mentioned that she was a member of the bloods gang and she became a gang member at 16 um, and then since she said i wouldn't encourage joining a gang
3: let's uh, have a listen <laughs> There we go. Just managed to get it before the uh, before the n-word. Yeah, just, about just to, good. About to use it. Um, uh, it. was difficult to boil down to 20 seconds because...
0: It's a really good song though. I it, really like
3: it. It's well, fun. It's fun and of course it's, it's an old song which you didn't know. It's, yeah, I uh, didn't know that. I Like It Like That is a song. I like it like that. Which was uh, Thanks that. <laughs> Yeah, it was 1967 by uh, Pete Rodriguez.
0: Oh. yeah. But anyway, she's probably not like technically that good and I think she gets quite a bit of stick but I think she's
3: great well there's lots of fun there I like sexes with me exes so she doesn't sound as though she's a a raging feminist but she is she's
0: very outspoken about being Mm. a feminist but not in the
3: song I like sexes with me exes who want a second chance
0: but I think that she's like kind of attainable feminist idea do you know what I mean she's not like a Puritan in any way obviously but she is like outspoken about politics and she really stood against Donald Trump about the immigration things and stuff
3: Mm. Uh, my song this week uh, I know you, you mentioned last week you didn't want uh, reggae you know, don't like reggae so I thought we'd play one of the groups actually mentioned a week or two ago being very influenced by reggae uh, and this is one of them this is Steely Dan huge in the 1970s quite reggae influenced but a lot of other influences jazz and blues and stuff and this is Steely Dan with Haitian Divorce No Well, they were pretty big right through the 70s. Uh, Steely Dan. What Have you heard of Steely Dan?
0: I've heard of him, her, them. That's two of them. I've uh, heard of them, but I didn't think that was that great. I thought I've got a better song this week.
3: No, I don't think so. Um, really? Yeah, Walter Becker, who's uh, who died recently and uh, donald fagan was steely down And they say they had loads of uh, very, a lot of jazz influence in their songs as well i still and think my
0: song's better but whatever
3: I, th- I think you might be wrong i just um, don't like
0: it that much you don't like it no i didn't not like it i just don't
3: yeah, it was only 20 seconds i, I wouldn't go back song, to
0: listen to that again
3: wouldn't you oh, well i've got uh, a couple of steely down albums at home so every I'll week i've them. got a couple of these
0: albums
3: <laughs> and i'll uh, play them in the car for you but
0: you can listen to the full versions of both of those songs. Well, I
3: heard the full version of uh, Cardi B. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, you were going to. I plug was going to plug the Spotify. Spotify. Go on, it was a
0: very smooth transition, Dad, but you screwed me over. Yeah,
3: go on and do it.
0: Um, I was going to say that if you want to listen to the full version ah, of either right. of those songs, you can go over to Spotify. You can search for Martin and Ruth just on the normal Spotify bar, and then click on the playlist. Or you can search Ruthie, Me and My Dad" and go straight to the playlist with all the songs from all the weeks. Yes. Apparently, from they don't start at the beginning because we didn't start doing the song until like 18 or something mm. so don't say to me it's not got all the songs on <laughs>
3: no and I mean you've updated everything haven't you? it's updated. Yeah. excellent
1: take a break through a, a short commercial if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers
3: And what a fine product uh, we've... uh, We love it. Oh, we absolutely love it. Or or podcasts. It's often another podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although, as somebody was telling us last week, in France, I don't know whether we said this last week. uh, I
0: don't think so. No, in
3: France, you do get a French advert in the middle of it. So So, if you download it in France, that's good news for you. A lot of emails we got. If you do want to email us, it's martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com martin and ruth podcast or one word at uh, com. Catherine wrote said uh, the burning question read last podcast is why on earth would you want to write a book about chicken She's a good point, very good point, and uh, I'm afraid... And
0: many people, many, many people share that opinion.
3: Including uh, all the publishers who saw it. And she also well, says, you
0: gave it, shot, so. gave it a shot,
3: She also says, uh, Ruthie, uh, come to, we were talking about Leeds Fest, she's come to a rock festival in Switzerland. The toilets and grounds are super oh. clean here. And uh, I wrote back to Catherine to say, why am I not surprised to hear that in Switzerland, know, the Switzerland. rock festivals, is, everything's well, clean. David Adcock writes to say, um, I have to leap to the defence of Captain Beefheart's reputation. He was mentioning playing uh, Captain Beefheart on the uh, music spot. We may do one week. He says, If he was still alive, I don't think he'd take kindly to his music being dismissed as hippie. I said it was hippie. <laughs> A lot of hippies did like Captain Beefheart, as I recall. Bob Alberti says I'm um, really enjoying the podcast thank you bob he says I got to hear about it when Martin plugged them because they'll yeah, plug it all over the place I'm, I'm making you famous ruth uh, he says certainly among the listeners of talk sport he's one of those listeners and he would like to hear on the music spot the baba brooks band and girls town
0: no one gives me you, any recommendations of what they would like to hear me play john, i'm running out of music
3: yeah well john hung uh, well you've got all the music that i don't listen to from 2000 I mean I'd never heard Cardi B before even though I knew the song I think one of your problems is as far as a lot of this rap stuff goes the tunes that they use are probably quite well known tunes you know the melody
0: I don't I want to play stuff that you definitely haven't heard of and if I go back to like 2006 you probably have
3: no well not necessarily actually you could probably load of stuff in the 90s completely passed me by what was a lost lost decade to me in the 90s? Um, the lost decade, yeah, indeed. John Hunk is listening through our back catalogue to all the old ones because occasionally very occasion we get tweets and things which refer to something you don't even remember saying. No, I know. From it. This it was, one, thing, what
0: was the one Yeah, it's about a bagel. Someone. Oh, toast. Yeah. Oh yeah, someone t- uh, tweeted being like, "Was wanting to get an early night, but now I can't stop thinking of whether when you toast a bagel, is it toast? And I was like, "Oh, that's funny that." And then you, um, you, you said, "Oh, Ruth, you said that." We did it. We did which it, which was nice. Hmm. But my question this week is: a hot dog a sandwich?
3: Hot dog? No, I think a hot dog is a standalone.
0: Is a burger a sandwich?
3: A burger more likely a sandwich because that's more. It's a sort of flat bun. How, How do you
0: a- define a sandwich? a filling between two slices of bread yeah
3: precisely. how do you define a burger a burger is um, yeah a burger is what um, mcdonald's likes to call a beef patty, patty. yeah but it doesn't they have to mean, be a
0: beef patty does it you can have a chicken burger or a vegetarian well, it's a chicken burger. patty
3: then or it's a bean patty
0: So, so it's just any kind of filling between two bread slices of bread yeah
3: that's a sandwich so it has
0: to be a sandwich does but a hot, hot dog a hot dog filling bread
3: well you say that but it's not two slices it's not two separate pieces it's it's no it's um a hot dog is not a sandwich because it's hot a dog,
0: sleeping bag
3: a hot dog is an insertion you put you're inserting the meat into the bread so uh, a hot dog is not a sandwich but, in but your what tree. about
0: if you make a sandwich but with one slice of bread i mean just like a slice of just oh, yeah. white bread yeah. whatever ham whatever then you flip you know you just use just that but
3: filled it yeah, you yeah, fold that's it. that's a sandwich. That's a lazy, sam- lazy person's sandwich, though. That.
0: Yeah, that's a sandwich. So, how is a hot dog not a sandwich? That's exactly the because same. Because a hot dog,
3: you don't have to fold anything. You're just inserting a hot yeah, dog. But only
0: because the bun it, comes that way. Well,
3: precisely. Therefore, mm. it's no longer a sandwich.
0: I think sandwich.
3: Well, let's put, <laughs> This is such a, such a brainless debate. But let's put it to the public. Martin and Ruth Podcaster at gmail.com.
0: Sandwich um, or not sandwich? sandwich I don't want any of the detail. I just want sandwich. Oh, or not that, sandwich
3: and she certainly doesn't want to, to know that you listen to me on talk sport or talk radio <laughs> because then you come into the category of my cronies the other way you see when you're looking through the emails if it's somebody who mentions any of my previous work you say it's just one of your cronies dad <laughs> but um, anyway John Hung not one of my cronies he says, I thought I'd let you know I don't fall into either of your typical listener demographics, as I am neither a daughter nor do I have a daughter. I'm a 33-year-old cardiology doctor. So wow, we'll smart. In, yes. Uh, enjoying Ruthie's music tips and keeping me up to date with language, although I'm probably not going to start saying peng.
0: I know all about cardiology because I watch Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy yeah. yeah.
3: David Sharrett, who called us working class heroes, says yes, middle class heroes. And he says, I was amused by the line being crossed last week. Arse shaping bus injections. Surprisingly, not one to discuss with your dad. Um, Would have been nice to know where Martin stands on fake bums.
0: Well, we've kind of covered that this week, haven't
3: we? Oh, he also wants to know, he says, half a year's work done, because we did 26. Yeah, yeah, 26. Half a year's work done, well done, he says. Is there enough material for an outtakes feature? You wouldn't want to hear the outtakes. There's half an hour of outtakes pretty well every week. I don't collect them; they go straight in the trash.
0: They're not really um, interesting. They're, they're, they're not, not like funny. You know, like when you like watch the other films and they're, yeah. they're little funny like jokes and ha ha has. They're more just like oh, um so um. Uh, there's which a lot is of that,
3: and there's also really. the, the bits where we argue, but not argue in an entertaining way.
0: No, we argue in like at, a uh, yeah. It you wouldn't want to hear
3: it because that would ruin the illusion of the fact. Because people keep on writing to us it saying it's lovely the relationship you have with your yeah, daughter. When we have, have at least one argument every single
0: week.
3: <laughs> if you heard the outtakes, so, so, why don't you want to say that? No, I don't want to. Why not? Uh, there's a lot of that goes on. S. Pam who says she's nearer to my age than your age. But she says, the main point in my email is a bit of a complaint. Those little musical bits, what we call the tinny sting. Didn't we say originally that's from a children's... T- t- or we- it
0: sounds like it's from like an adventure show. Mm. You know, like, well, shall we look in the house?
3: Mm. wonder what's
0: in the house.
3: And then you'd cut. And then they, you? and yeah. then they cut yeah. to the half. Well, she says those little musical bits. Uh, I feel they're dangerous. She says I feel compelled to hit my imaginary triangle at the end of each interlude. So when we play it, she goes dum 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 dum. Ding. So she likes to do ding with a little triangle at the end. And she says, well, I nearly hit an old woman because she was obviously listening in the car. As my car swerved towards the yeah, well. In your latest po- podcast, on one occasion, you deprived us of the first two plucks of the strings, yet later thrilled us with a bonus triangle. What is going on? We have absolutely no idea what's going on. I
0: have no but, idea what she's talking about. No.
3: Well, I know what she's talking about because when I edit, occasionally we've talked over just slightly over the um oh
0: so you have to cut it
3: so i have to cut they're it the, they're the,
0: the scintillating outtakes you they're whitty. the scintillating
3: outtakes so little bits of the sting where i have to cut it because there's a good bit there's like a funny bit but here you are the full sting get your imaginary triangle ready there we go
0: have you heard of sally rooney
3: i have heard of sally rooney she's an actress not true no isn't she <laughs>
0: I loved the confidence there are you thinking of Rooney Mara
3: I might be thinking of Rooney I've heard of Sally Rooney the name is Sally familiar. Rooney
0: um is one of five millennials on this year's Man Booker
3: Oh yes Prize I have list. I nearly bought the book yeah, I Well I wish you had it
0: because I'm dying to read it now, for I've been reading for you I it. was
3: looking for a book for my uh, brother because I uh, stay with him and occasionally I have to leave him a little gift uh, so I was looking for a book for him and I saw this the piles of them in, in um, Daunt books on um, Marybone High Street and I looked through it and I read a little bit of it and then I thought I'm not sure Well I'm not sure he well, not would, like sure it, he would but, but it is on the Booker list so isn't it it's, it's
0: kind of about So she's got very like low self esteem And she attracts loads of these rubbish guys Which is quite a millennial thing The article that they wrote about her in the Guardian Not the review but just an article about like millennials and stuff hmm. Was saying um, Sally Rooney teaches us that millennials should be written about Not ridiculed and so in her book she talks about these like very liberal arts types who are over educated and they just sit around and they go from book launch to gallery opening but she's received really good criticism on it the final line of this article is that normal people the book made me realize how bloody awful it is to be a young woman right now so i thought we could read the book and then we can review the book
3: but yeah sally rooney she's uh, getting i I should have um, having read the synopsis and a few pages of the book I should have known when you said Sally Rooney and they've done well her and her brother Wayne obviously. <laughs> uh, they're all doing yeah
0: they're really similar people really
3: similar they're all doing exceptionally well now rarely a week goes by without more advice about parenting and, good because um, yeah, you need it uh, absolutely well it might be too late for me but uh, the parenting experts have been uh, there's, there's at least two books out one called why won't my teenager talk to me uh, published by routledge 14 pounds 99 uh, by uh, dr john God,
0: L- i'm gonna write one of these books
3: the Doctor, yeah you should you should. Well, maybe I'll write one of these rather than the book about chicken.
0: Well, I think uh, it'd sell better.
3: You might be right. Well, that they, they do. You know, there, there seems to be an endless market. Uh, there's another book here called Happy Parent, Happy Child. Uh, but this one won't my teenager talk to me. Is written by Dr. John Coleman. There are various sections of advice. Now, when you're talking to your children, lower the tone. It says, parents are often surprised about how sharp they sound when talking to their children. Once it's pointed out. And I thought, he's absolutely right. Because going back to the editing of the podcast, where I do get annoyed with you, and I listen to you, I'm too sharp. Too sharp, you, you're you right. I take that too. I'm taking a lot of criticism this week. I was wrong about Louis C.K., and I'm too sharp when I talk to you. You are. Um, a lot of times we speak to our children in ways we wouldn't do to anyone else. Tone is everything, says this uh, doctor. Uh, the ideal is to drop the pitch a couple of notches Hello. Sound warm and kind, yet firm. Like Winnie
0: the Pooh.
3: Yes, warm, not quite like Winnie the Pooh. Sound warm and kind, yet firm, not weak.
0: Like Morgan Freeman.
3: Like Morgan Freeman. It does take practice to get the exasperation out of your voice, but it does work. And I think you're absolutely right, Ruth. What we ought to be aiming at when talking to our teenage children is to be more Morgan Freeman. More Morgan Freeman, less Piers Morgan. I That's
0: think, the new <clears throat> title of my parenting book.
3: What, more Morgan Freeman, less Piers Morgan?
0: Exactly. Yeah, that
3: probably work. So, but does I Piers think, Morgan have kids? Yes, he does. He does. He has kids by his first marriage, uh, older ones, and he has kids by his second marriage, younger ones. So he has... Uh, Is
0: he still married?
3: Yeah, yeah. He's married to another journalist. Uh, I've forgotten her name. I'm, I'm surprised at the you curiosity You know so about
0: much about Piers Morgan, though. I'm
3: surprised at the curiosity of, that you have about Piers Morgan.
0: I was just wondering.
3: Hmm. Anyway, he says it does take practice to get that exasperation out of your voice, but it does work. So that's what we're all aiming for as parents. We want to sound like Morgan Freeman. And good luck with that, ladies. Uh, the other thing that he says is empathise before giving orders. The key to getting children to listen when you want them to do something is to attune to them first. Uh, if you want them to come to the dinner table or load the dishwasher, now see. When I read that, I was going to say load the dishwasher. When did that? But you did do it this morning, so. Um, I load
0: the dishwasher plenty. <laughs> well,
3: a little bit occasionally, but you did do it this morning, so. Um, well, no,
0: I'm happy to do. Jennifer Lawrence in an interview, and it's like was quite like a Twitter thing as well. I talked about how. She would be fine being a maid, because she likes all that kind of cleaning, she likes the spraying, she likes the bathrooms, she likes making the bed, but she just doesn't like the kitchen cleaning. And I feel the same, I just don't like the kitchen cleaning, I don't like all the mm. food and I, oh.
3: No, although, um, tidying up your room, no problem, is it Ruth? I mean, you've It's re- not that made... messy, really. No, you, you obviously made your bed this morning. No, you... I
0: didn't do that. No, you not But didn't. my room is never that messy.
3: No, because your mum tidies it up. No, no, even wind. the... Even, on a Friday, your mum goes with a plastic bag, putting all the bits of rubbish in, and she says... Yeah, that, I don't empty it. No, and she I says... I don't like that
0: kind of cleaning, No, though. and
3: the kind of cleaning where there's papers on the I floor. I like the spraying. Oh. Anyway, that's by the by. The key, anyway, if you want them to come to the gym and say, well, no, the dishwasher, you could say, I know you're enjoying that TV show, but... Could you just... um, He says... um, That would
0: piss me off so much.
3: Yeah, I think it probably would. But anyway, that's his advice here. Teenagers. What teenagers hear versus what you say. Teenagers put your words through a filter, says Dr John Coleman. That's how a seemingly simple, how are you getting on with your homework? No, but that's not what I mean. You mean (laughs) you're not
0: doing very well with your homework. Clearly, you don't work hard enough.
3: In the style of Morgan Freeman... How are you getting on with your homework?
0: Right. Um, I'm going to make an executive decision here. Right. No more Morgan Freeman. No more Morgan Freeman.
3: I accept that. Um, I've got a sore throat, as you notice. So I can't. Once my throat's working, ah, I, do a brilliant Morgan, I do a brilliant Morgan Freeman. Timing is everything. The best conversations with children happen when the time this, is right. This could
0: go both ways of like when I say stuff to you sometimes I'm not having a go but you think I am or it's best to ask your parents certain things or say things to your parents when they're in a certain mood this is just people tips they're not parenting tips
3: Let's talk TV. Let's talk TV. There's a big battle going on on a, a Sunday night. We're very much in the Vanity Fair camp.
0: Ah, oh, uh, I think Vanity Fair is so good. I love Rebecca Sharp.
3: It's a it's fantastic, brilliant.
0: But everyone was saying she's just a millennial.
3: Well, it, the way it's yes, that, that's true. Actually, I mean, what they've done is, I mean, Vanity Fair, despite being a Victorian novel, is quite modern. Yeah, it uh, is. And they've yes. sort of underlined that. I think it's a brilliant production. And is really quite
0: do. like revolutionary. And she's great, Olivia Cook, who plays. Becky Sharp oh, she is brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. She is fantastic. If you've seen um, Me and Earl and The Dying Girl, that's her other big thing.
3: Ah, oh, is it? Yeah. Well, no, it's, she's, she's brilliant in it. Uh, Martin Clunes is great in it um francis de la tour my friend francis de la tour uh is great.
0: not a real friend guaranteed <laughs> not
3: a real friend at all but i did see her in a coffee shop in crouch end uh, i yeah i went into this uh, coffee shop blow me this was at the time she was well they was still repeating rising damp on the tv and, i don't
0: understand any of the words you say
3: no Rising Damp is great. Rising, If you hate Faulty Towers, you'll really hate Rising Damp. But it's a brilliant, brilliant show. Rising Damp is one of those things that if they played it, they would have to say, uh, this show was made in the 70s when attitudes were different. Um, do
0: they do that?
3: They do it on BBC uh, 4 Extra, Radio 4 Extra, where they play old comedy shows, ah. radio show. And they play old comedy radio shows and they say, we'd just like to point out that the show was made in 1960s when attitudes were different, um, huh. so that you—it just covers up the fact that you know there's a lot of sexist gags in it yeah, and yeah. Uh, sort of borderline racist stuff in it. Um, Probably
0: not borderline. Probably n- just not in, in,
3: in Rising Damp. It's not borderline. It's well over the border, but it's great. It's so funny, and you know, if you're sensible, you've got a brain in your head. I don't know.
0: I, no, this is the thing. The all the baby boomers say millennial, millennials, generations, Z, whatever. Young people don't get jerks, but it's really just we don't like racist jerks.
3: No, it's not. I mean, some some of the jokes you you will yeah, still find, sure. you will still find funny. I guarantee you. But anyway, Francis de la Tour, who was in Rising Damp, was brilliant in Rising Damp. Is even more brilliant in Vanity Fair. And I only say all this because a Bodyguard on the BBC, which I think compared to Vanity Fair is not as good not as good at all but um, it beat in the audience ratings but two. I think
0: that's just because it had already started so people had already kind of got hooked and on Bodyguard people body who investing
3: in it yeah, yeah. Martin Clunes is brilliant in it as well so our little tip TV although of course these days you, I mean I've, I'm watching both Bodyguard yeah can you think, watch
0: stuff on catch up anyway
3: yeah, I mean Bodyguard I think is just highly implausible to be honest so I'm, uh, I'm vanity fair I think it's a, very, I think it's a great book
0: so Made in Chelsea actually a very good episode this week I did watch it on Catch Up because it clashed with Vanity Fair first I need to give you some backstory about stuff that happened not while they were in Croatia but the normal TV show that's on while they're in Chelsea um, so Sam Prince was dating this girl whose name I cannot remember but it's something pompous yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs>
3: something pompous.
0: Yeah, he, this guy, by Sam Prince—that's his name—and everyone calls him Princey. So he was dating this girl, and he cheated on her like three times in a week, hooking up with other girls anyway. And his good friend Miles then was like there to console this girl, and ended up kind of having a brief thing with this girl, but it wasn't really a big deal. But Sam Prince was obviously betrayed to the mm. deepest root of his body. And then skip forward to we're in Croatia, and Miles then had a bit of a thing with Tabitha they've hooked up a few times Miles kind of fobbed Tabitha off and decided that he didn't really like her that much but then they slept together again but Tabitha says they didn't she then told Ollie Locke and she was saying actually I'm not that bothered about Miles anymore because I've been talking to this guy um, and we've seen this guy who's back in London and I'm going to ask him to come out and so it was like oh who is this guy who is he, who is he? she flies Sam Prince out Mm-hmm. After she's been having this thing with Miles, and Miles says to Sam Prince, "Listen, we've slept together three days ago, so clearly she doesn't like you that much." And Tabitha says that they just kissed and they didn't sleep together. Great episode.
3: You know how when I mentioned rising damp, you said you didn't understand any of those words. Uh, after, after reciprocate, I didn't understand any of that either. <laughs> Yes, that's it for this week. We'll we'll just do the reminders and everything because we do want people to subscribe and rate and review. And it's all good because we did get record figures last week. So obviously the reminders at the end.
0: Why not? In case we don't get them this week and then we don't say it next week and then they'll know that we didn't get record figures this week and then they'll think, well, why are other people not listening to podcasts and then they won't listen to the podcast and then we lose (gasps) listeners.
3: Wow. Yeah, I wish I I, had... My career could have been so different if you'd have been there right at the start advising me on things. Uh, That's it. Anyway, we did get... Good figures last week, and hopefully, we'll get good figures this week. Meanwhile, if you do want to. Uh, I just
0: thought you said meanwhile then instead of meanwhile.
3: No, meanwhile, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, Martin and Ruth podcast at gmail.com. And uh, I try and reply to. I've, uh, I've gone off the one word replies. I'm sending proper yeah, replies now. Good. So um, it's uh, Martin and Ruth podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Spotify, it's.
0: Martin and Ruth. In the, you can just search Martin Ruth and then find the playlist, or you can search Ruthie, me, and my dad and be taken straight to the playlist, and it's all up to date.
3: So uh, rate and reviewers, and subscribe and all that, and uh, tell your friends, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And we'll be back next week.
1: Yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more